What's up, hyphen Mississippi? And to our friends abroad, whether you be in the nation or outside of the states, I, on my statistics I've looked and I've noticed that we are picking up people from across the world and that, that is very exciting to me. And so I want to welcome you to the podcast today, to the Hyphen Weekend Podcast. I believe that God has talked with me this week and I have something that I want us to dive into. But first, let's cue the intro. Again, welcome to the show. Let's get started. What's up, guys? First, I'd like to say I hope you've had an awesome week, and I want to extend a huge thank you to you all for joining in with me on the podcast today. I believe that the hyphen generation is ready to unlock and experience the greatest revival that this world has ever known. On this podcast, we will focus on preparing, equipping, and empowering hyphen across our nation and world to engage with purpose their great commission. Your time is here and now. I'm your host, Matt Wilbanks, and this is the Hyphen Weekend Podcast. All right, guys, again, welcome and thank you for being a part of the show with me today. Again, as I feel like and I hope that I do every episode, I extend a huge debt of gratitude to you all because I feel like obviously without you coming and joining with me on this podcast, it wouldn't be a podcast. And I, and I looked a little while ago and I know that we are we are over 1,200 downloads and so I am blown away and excited about what this podcast hopefully is meaning to you and what it means to me and what God is hopefully doing in all this that that we're working together on. So today I want to talk to you about something that is musical except for it doesn't make sounds. Does that make sense? It doesn't make sounds. Uh, it has a chord, but it's but it but it's discord. And I know that's a weird way of saying it. But it does make sound, just not the kind of sound that we're all looking for. I was reading, and I and I say this a, maybe jumbled up a little bit, but I, I was reading this, and um, and it really stuck out to me. And so I thought, man, I really, I really want to share fundamentals with Hyphen that come across in the podcast. And I want to share fundamentals with people that sometimes we get so busy that we have to circle back to fundamentals and have to be reminded. And that's okay too. And so I want, I want to quickly read to you. I think I have four scriptures all together that I want to read to you today. I'm going to read to you the first couple right now, and then I'm going to read to you two more and then we'll talk about it. And then we'll just, we'll, we'll get to where we're going to go. And that'll be that. But I do want to read to you in numbers chapter number 11, Verse number one, and my Bible has captions. It says like Moses' prayer to God and elders appointed to Moses and all these things. Well, this caption above chapter number 11, it says the people complain. And so you know where this is going. And so in verse number one, it says, and when the people complained, it displeased the Lord and the Lord heard it and his anger was kindled and the, and the fire of the Lord burnt among them. Now, I want to pay close attention to this second verse or, or, or the, the ending of this first verse, rather. 
It says, the, the anger of the Lord was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burnt among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. And the people cried unto Moses, and when Moses, this is verse 2, and when Moses prayed unto the Lord, the fire was quenched. Now, this is a very fundamental thing that you and I both should know, and yet at times we get busy with life and we become a little bit carnal and we find ourselves in a place, if we're not careful, where we're easy uh, to persuade in a conversation, even on accident maybe, that we find ourselves maybe disagreeing with leadership, maybe disagreeing with the way things are going, maybe uh, this word is strong, but maybe we complain a little bit. Here is my advice to you because I am not above the rule. I have found myself in a place that I have disagreed or that I have thought, man, this should be done this way or whatever. My advice to you, and this is what I I promise that I practice what I preach, and that is as soon as you realize you are doing it, fix it immediately. We talked about special versus vessel last time we were here. Special people, don't fix it. Vessel people realize I'm just a vessel, and if I get this thing clogged up, I'm going to mess everything up. So let me get this cleared back out real quick. So go to whoever it is that you need to go to, get it cleaned out, go to the authority, go to the spiritual leaders, whomever it is that you need to go to, fix it and move on. But but I want I, I want to look at the way that this scripture was worded, and it really spoke to me when I read it. It says that the people complained, we have to be so careful. Because we are so blessed. I, I I have a class. I talk about this all the time on our podcast. But I'm a teacher. And every day during our class, I have this thing and I call it good things. Whether it be at the beginning of class or whether I want to give my kids a brain break because we're on the block schedule. So we're in the 90-minute category and even my own brain has to shut down every once in a while so I'll turn on some music and I'll take a whether it be like a small basketball or a tennis ball or something and I'll say hey I want a few good things and I'll and I'll give people opportunity raise your hand I'll throw you the ball you tell me a good thing we talk about your good thing or whatever and then we go on to someone else until it's time to get back to class now here's what happens sometimes I have great classes and great students. However, a lot of times I'll say, all right, it's time for good things. How many of you have a good thing? Now, a good thing does not consist of I went to Hawaii and I lived it up for a month and came back. Or a good thing does not consist of I just found $1,000 in the parking lot and I'm pretty happy about it. A good thing is, is I woke up this morning early enough to get dressed the way that I wanted to and to drink some uh, coffee or eat some cereal or get some breakfast. Or a good thing is I, I have clothes on my back and shoes on my feet and food on my table. A good thing is I didn't have to worry about uh, the bills being paid today. That's a good thing. There are people every day in this world that we live in that don't have the luxury of those kind of good things. But but I talk to my class and I try to make them aware that if we're not careful, we we become spoiled because we are so used to being taken care of. We are so used to having what we need, so we don't look at that as a good thing. And I want it to be a good thing. Is is I was walking um, to the to the class and, and somebody saw me coming and they held the door for me. That's a good thing, or I did that. Hopefully, whatever. But that's the point of a good thing. And so. Whenever I start to read scriptures like the people complain, 
it starts me wondering how far away from the good thing that they had gotten in their mind. Let's look at this real quick, and this is where I want to go um, and talk about what we're going to talk about real quickly. When the people complained, I'm going to read it one more time, it displeased the Lord, and the Lord heard it, and his anger was kindled. Now I want want us to understand what what happens here. And the Bible says that the fire burnt among them, among them who were complaining is what it's saying, and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. All right, so if you were in the uttermost parts of the camp and you were consumed by the fire, then that means your location affected your perception. And as you and I both know, if we really think about this, perception is reality. However I'm looking at this, whether it's true or not, however I have made up in my mind to perceive this, that's the way that it is. And I want us to pay close attention that these people that got burned up by the fire who were complaining were in the uttermost parts of the camp. They were on the outside looking in. They were not on the inside looking out. Hyphen. Friends that are listening to me, if you find yourself in the uttermost parts of the camp, chances are this is where the complaints department is located. Now, if you go throughout the Bible, people in the temple, they had a job to do. I got to do this. I got to do that. I'm too busy to complain. I, I have a job to do. I have a kingdom position to do. I got some work to to complete. I got something to do. So I can't complain. I'm too close to the altar that reminds me of how far God brought me here or, or from. Or I'm too close to the altar to see where God is continually touching people today or moving in people's lives today. I'm too close to the altar. I'm I'm in the inner court. I I don't have time to complain because I'm seeing God do things, but when I start to slip back to the uttermost parts of the camp as the scripture so eloquently puts it it puts me in a position of maybe i have found my way to the fringe and when i find my way to the fringe i find my way to a place of complaint an opportunity and even if it's not me complaining i have found myself in a place where people are complaining Maybe they don't like the way this was handled, or maybe they don't like the way this is going, or we should really be doing this instead of that, or whatever. And it starts to affect the perception of who we are, where we're standing. And again, perception is reality. And so I've come today to talk to us about the uttermost part of the camp. Hyphen, stay away from the uttermost part of the camp. You want to avoid most of the issues you can avoid in a spiritual walk with God. Stay inside the temple. Stay close to the altar. Do not get to the uttermost part of the camp because that is where the complaint department is. When we get involved with the complaint department, we get connected to the people who are complaining. And then when we connect our spirits to that thing, it's very difficult to disconnect because it doesn't just happen once I get involved with that I have to do some work I have to say okay I was wrong here I gotta I gotta face the facts and say I shouldn't have said this and I gotta go to this person and I gotta go to that person and I gotta tell this person I can't be complaining I was wrong and I gotta face all these issues and if I don't face these issues then I will build a residence on the uttermost parts of the camp and I will start to live out there and it's very dangerous to live out there because the consuming fire of God when it comes it comes to the uttermost part of the camp so what am I saying well I'm simply saying this if you want to avoid 
being consumed by the anger and the the kindled anger of God, then my advice to you and I both today would, would be stay close to the altar. What is around the altar? I always find it find it um interesting the way that Jesus asked Simon Peter after Simon Peter denied him and he failed and he goes back and gets him and he asks him, he goes he says, Simon Peter, do you love me? And he asks him three times and, and, and he 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 obviously responds, Thou knowest that I love you. And then he answers this question. He says, Feed my sheep. And I've always thought in my mind, how does one feed the sheep? How do I feed the sheep? How do I feed? I'm the hyphen director for the state. How do I feed the hyphen? Or I'm the hyphen director at my local assembly. How do I feed the hyphen of my local assembly? What do I have to offer them that could feed their spirit? And I start to think of all the things that... that that, that start to grow in my mind. I must be fruitful if I'm going to replenish. So I must bear the fruit of the Spirit. And so when I bear the fruit of the Spirit, I am able to feed people who need peace because I have peace in my life because I have the fruit of the Spirit. Or if people need joy, I'm able to pull joy from the tree of the fruit of the Spirit that is in me, and I can give them joy. And if they need somebody that is long-suffering, that won't quit on them, then I can pull that fruit from the tree and I can give them long-suffering because I am fruitful. And if I am fruitful, then I am able to feed the sheep. What does not grow on the outside of the camp, what does not grow in the uttermost parts of the camp are fruitful things, fruitful people. Uttermost parts of the camp are places where things become dried up. The roots start to wither and things start to fade, and the, and the consuming fire of God can be found. Now, quickly, I want to read um, one more scripture. I'm going to pull this up real quick on my phone, and it's, it's not always the best thing because sometimes I have technical difficulties. But I want to read to you in Romans chapter number 16, verse number 17, uh, Paul writes, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Our job, hyphen, and this is so fundamental, but it's so vital. Because a lot of times we miss this. We, 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 we sing the right songs. We got everything all good. But we get connected to the wrong voice. And we get connected to the wrong location. And we're good. We got a good intentions and good hearts and good minds and all these things. But then all of a sudden we find ourselves in a place where there's an opportunity for you and I to be connected or caught up. I remember, and I'm going to throw it way back. I remember one time something happened. Somebody did something that they weren't supposed to do, all right? Um, it's a funny story, and I could I could name, uh, our, our youth president was with me, in fact, and this was so long ago, but something happened. We got, we got blamed. We were young ministers. We got blamed for something that we didn't do, and we got lamb blasted. I mean, we, we got chewed upside the one side and downside the other, or however you say it. 
And as soon as it was over, somebody came behind the person that chewed us out, and the person that chewed us out was of great influence and was a good person, a good a good man. And that person came behind them, and they said to us, did they just chew you guys out for this? I was very young in ministry, but I could hear the voice. It was a test. They were asking, do you want to join in into the complaint department? Do you want to join out here in the uttermost part of the camp? Or do you want to overlook somebody that that, that was having a tough time? And because, you know, a lot of times the closest people that are closest to you catch the worst version. And, 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 and we have to learn to be wise and to love people no matter what. There are going to be times in your life that you have the opportunity to do what is right in the physical and it's wrong in the flesh. David is sitting in a cave and Saul is out to kill him. He takes his sword and he cuts the, 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 the hem of his garment, the, the end of his, of, of his robe or whatever you want to call it, and he takes it. And he runs out after him and he cries and he shows him this. And he said, I could have killed you. But he felt awful for even touching his clothing because he was so uh, uh, afraid. It's, it's, it's not right for me to take you the, 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 the physical sword and kill you with it just because I can. Jesus said, if you live by the sword, Simon Peter, then you're going to die by the sword. So all this put together, what are we saying? Do not work for the complaint department because it does no good for your spirit. It does a lot of bad for your flesh. It will connect you with the wrong people. And the Bible says to steer clear of people that complain because they sound like they have a good point. And chances are they do. They probably got a good point in the, in the physical, in the flesh, but when that physical flesh thing makes sense and starts to work and starts to work against the spirit and becomes enmity towards God and I start to have to battle this thing in my spirit, it changes my perception and it puts me in a dangerous place. So I wanted to share this with you, Hyphen, because I felt as I read this these scriptures and I got to this place and I realized that the fire of the Lord consumed only the people that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. And let me tell you that most of the time, the complaining, the things that are going to be said, they're not going to be said in front of people that they're going to defend the point. They're not going to be said in front of people who are strong in the spirit or strong in the, by the altar. They're going to be said in the back room. They're going to be said in the parking lot. They're going to be said uh, subtly and questionably like, do you want to take the bait? Hyphen, this is a time for us to be wise. This is a time for us to understand. And, and, I, and I want to be clear here. The adversary knows how to use innocent people. He does. He knows how to use people who don't know they're being used of him. Jesus said it on the cross, Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. He was being crucified and punished and sacrificed for our sins. And he was saying, Father, forgive them because they're being used of the adversary and they don't even know it. My job is to know that they're being used by the adversary, not be offended by it, but avoid being in the conflict. 
Avoid being in the complaint department. Avoid being attached to that spirit. Stay in the temple. Stay where you can see the altar being moved and, 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 and fell on and sacrificed upon and seeing the things of God. Stay inside the church. Stay close to the man of God. Stay close to the ministry. Because this is a time, and we are at the end of, this is just, we've been preaching it and, and hearing it for years, but we can all look around and see. We are living in the end times, and there is a heaven, and there is a hell, and there is a spirit, and there is a flesh. And we are feeding one or the other, other we are feeding one or the other, and we are either growing in the spirit, or we're going backwards. And that's that's the way that it is. There is a heaven. There is a hell. This is real. We can no longer sit around and be idle. We can no longer sit around and just hang out in the uttermost parts of the camp and just kind of get by. It's time for a generation to stand up and get involved in the church. Get involved in the altar. Get involved in revival. Don't get caught in the uttermost part. I can't even say it now. The uttermost part of the camp. There we go. I got it out. So, how, what do we say to these things? What, what, what do we say? I think it's simple. I really do. I think it's simple. I think we keep our eyes on the prize. I think we I think we look at this thing and say I'm making this too hard. God, I want to live for you. I want to see all the things of God. So Lord, I choose you. I'm going to do this every day. God, I choose you. I choose to be saved. I choose to be right. I choose to be chosen. I'm not going to get connected to complainers. I'm not going to get connected to be distanced away from the altar out in the other othermost parts um, of the camp. I'm going to completely stay away from all that. I'm going to avoid that all the all the all together, and I'm going to serve in the temple. I'm going to serve with my whole heart. I hope this makes sense. I hope that I've been able to convey what is in my heart tonight. I really do. I love you guys. I think you guys are the greatest people on planet Earth. I think you have the greatest potential. And I think God is doing a tremendous work in your life. I just want you to know that I pray for you on a daily basis. I pray for you all the time. And I, again, believe in you. And I, and I admonish you to believe in yourself. Stay away from the complaint department. Stay near the altar and watch God do his thing. I'm excited about how the church is going to go triumphant. Apply the fundamentals and let God have his way. I love you guys. Thank you for joining me this week. Hopefully, I will see you again next week. And we're going to have a great time. Again, thank you for joining the Hyphen Weekend Podcast.